That was really funny, Ben Boychuk. And that was. And if you want to welcome everybody to the world, according to that man, Benjamin Jeremy Stein. God bless you, sir. God bless you. I want to welcome the Rumblers, the Ranthers, and everybody that comes along for the ride that downloads the episodes. That everybody, it means the world to us. And we thank you from the bottom of our dear hearts. I want to remind everybody to subscribe to our email, benstein.substack.com. And a man that should be on the show way more than he is, because we love him, we miss him, is and Ben. he's a very Big- intelligent man. He contributes yeah. a, lot to the, yeah. a lot to our understanding of our world. Yeah. And he is Ben. He's managing editor of American Greatness, Ben Big Bear Boychuk. And if you're really friendly with him, friends with him, you could call him Quadruple B. And... Uh, <laughs> That's that that's 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 what he goes by. And of course the show wouldn't be complete without author, economist, speechwriter to few three presidents. Lawyer, lawyer, lawyer. Lawyer, of course, mathematician, statistician, uh Emmy Dietitian. Dietitian, of course, Emmy Award winner. Most importantly, he's a husband. And second and most importantly, he's a doctor. Doctor Benjamin Jeremy Stein. Yes, I am a doctor and I I'm afraid I have to do today one of the most unpleasant kinds of surgeries there is. I have to operate on myself. I have to open up my lungs and find out what's in there that's blocking my breathing. Uh, it's a terrible thing, breathing. It's, uh, it's, <laughs> it's why we wake up in the morning, us Jews, and thank God that all our organs are working. Yes, yes. And, and, and I got to say, before we even start, because I know Ben Stein is, has got to go on a tangent, I got to tell you, the hardest thing when you're Tan, tantrum, tantrum on a tantrum when you're when you when you're a dog owner is seeing your dog in a cone. It's one of the hardest things to I to, know it is to, to deal with. It, it's it's like heartbreaking and uh, heart rendering, as my and, wife would say. And I'd rather have the cone on myself than the dog. That's oh, how much I love brave. this dog. You're very brave. And and I think you should fill in our very kind viewers and listeners. Uh, as to how you happen to have this dog on your hands. So well, a friend, it's not on my hands, but a friend of mine's been struggling, and uh, I gladly took ownership of the dog. And uh, there you are. And uh, it was the least I could do, and it was the best I could do. Well, it's and, a fabulously good thing because I, having been been the owner of many many dogs, along with my goddess wife and my former girlfriend Pat. Uh, been the owner of a number of dogs, and uh, it is a job. Being a dog owner, it's a real serious job. It is, and uh, it is. And Ben Stein, I know you wanted to go on a tangent, so I will let you start because I have no idea where you want to go because you told me tonight you have a lot to talk about. So please, Ben Stein. Well, I think the New York Times is actively seeking to plunge America into civil war. As I uh, read the paper, each morning i don't and I, I have to say i don't read it thoroughly the maids put it out on the kitchen table so as i'm walking from the living quarters of the house to the slave quarters i'm a slave uh the uh the um, i see the headlines and the headlines basically say things like donald trump tried to subvert america donald trump tried to ruin america donald trump lied about everything possible under the sun and uh, he had tried to ruin this country. Uh, and uh, it was only through the incredible bravery and courage of the Democrat Party 
and various journalists uh, that uh, he was foiled in his attempt to ruin America. And that's easy enough to say, but the nub of that is he insisted that the data was quite clear cut that he had been deprived of a very large number of votes in a number of key states. And uh, I, your humble servant, read the speech that Mr. Trump gave on January 6th to his followers uh, behind the White House. And it, it was long, and I think it was a bit boring, but to me, it seemed extremely convincing and at least worthy of serious consideration. And the idea that, that this uh, very well thought out uh, analysis of the election should constitute uh, a coup, an attempted coup was just absolute nonsense. It was a well-reasoned, well-thought-out analysis, case by case, of where some votes, a large number of votes in the millions, had disappeared to. Had they not disappeared, uh, Mr. Trump would have won, and he would be presently in the Oval Office. Uh, and that, uh, and he then said, now I've read this to you, I've told you about this, I'd like you to walk up to Capitol Hill, and I'd like you to prayerfully ask them uh, to reconsider whether or not they want to confirm the ballot results as stated by the uh, various authorities. Uh, and he said, I must, it must be peaceful. Peaceful, he said that as, as unequivocally as a person can say it. Yes, he did. And heart-renderingly, as my wife would say, the crowd went up there and they walked up to the Capitol. And I've been to the Capitol many times. My sister, who I, I think is watching the show tonight, which is really wonderful, and she's a better, best sister in America, uh, is uh, I, I think both she and I know I for sure, worked on Capitol Hill, and it's a very pleasant place to work, and the Capitol Police are as nice as they can be. And the Capitol Police, uh, in this instance, on January 6th, opened the doors and waved the people in. Not, not all of them, but a lot of them. People went in, and they shouted, and they said, Trump for president, and F Biden. And uh, they walked around, and wearing weird costumes in some cases, and carrying American flags on large poles. But as far as I'm aware, none of them was armed. None of them was carrying a gun, that's for absolutely sure. And none of them did any serious damage to persons or property. At a certain point, one of the, of the demonstrators tried to climb into an open window. A Capitol Hill policeman or woman, or possibly non-binary, possibly, uh, I don't know, LGBTQ plus, I don't know, uh, tried to climb in the window. She was not armed. She was an Air Force veteran. She was not in any way endangering anyone. And a Capitol Hill police something, and not, again, I don't want to try to define his or her sex, <clears throat> shot and killed this person. That, as far as I know, was the only violence of any serious nature in the whole incident. There was more than there was a little bit more of that, Ben, but but Frank, but it hadn't it wasn't by the Trump supporters. It was by the Capitol Police. And by the way, we do know who shot Ashley Babbitt. Oh, I thought that it was being kept secret. No, no, no. Everyone. He got promoted. It came uh, out. His name is not only 
I, I don't know. I guess he got promoted, but I, but it came out last year. He did an interview, a very self-serving interview on ABC news. His, I think it was ABC news. It may have been CNN, but, but his name is, is Michael bird. Does it really matter? It, sure. It matters. Yeah, yes, it matters. No, I mean, if it was, was ABC exonerated. or CNN. It matters well, a great deal. Yeah. Matters he was exonerated deal. by, and he was exonerated by the justice department and through an internal review even though this woman presented no, there's video of the woman and she, she was not armed. As you said, she presented no immediate threat. She was crawling through a window. There was no warning given and she was shot and killed. Right. With a high powered pistol. I think she was shot with a 40, uh, 38 at fairly close range. I don't know the exact range, but fairly close range. And that was the only violence of any scope. Uh, in the whole entire incident, uh, there were some people dressed in clown outfits and sadly, one of them I knew sad, crazy zany outfits. Nobody did any damage to the priceless paintings in the Capitol or the priceless sculptures. Uh, some people uh, sat uh, in chairs in the Senate and House chambers and read newspapers or read comics or ma magazines. And uh, the congressmen and senators were out of the building and they were in their offices. Are they were in secure locations, and that was. Uh, and and uh, after a short while, some more Capitol Police came up and decided they better arrest some people. And they arrested a number of people, and uh, then uh, they they took those people away. And then that was the end of it. That, in the hands of the media, became an armed, deadly insurrection. It never was an insurrection. In no way was it even conceivably an insurrection. It was a demonstration. It wasn't even remotely as violent as the demonstrations the summer before, uh, in which the uh, demonstrators uh, stirred on, as far as I can tell, by BLM and other horrible organizations, uh, smashed buildings, smashed the stores, set buildings on fire, threw Molotov cocktails at police vehicles with police inside, trying to kill the police. Not, as far as I'm aware, none of those people was indicted for attempted murder or, uh, or any serious charge. So what we had was a violently repressive police uh, re uh, reaction to a very trivial and all comical, really, uh, insurrection by a group of clowns. And I am reminded, I, since I am hoping and praying and my sister's watching, she and I grew up in a wonderful suburb of Washington called Silver Spring, Maryland. I'm sure Ben knows it well. He travels all around the world. And uh, we used to have record hops at the Silver Spring Armory. And uh, it was an armory, that National Guard armory. Uh, and there were weapons stored there somewhere. But there was never anybody there of any charge. But we would go in there and dance. Was that an insurrection? It was a federal building. Was that an insurrection? Because we were in there. I don't know. I guess it's an insurrection if the liberal media calls it an insurrection. Otherwise, it's not. So now we have this coming out as a plot by Trump to take over the government and to reverse the rule of the election. It's an outrageous attempt to betray the Constitution. And uh, I think the reason I got so upset about it this morning, Judah, my dear friend, is that I thought to myself, this is the makings of a second civil war. Because they are trying to uh, indict 
and prosecute a person who was lawfully elected for sure without question in 2016. And many people believe was lawfully reelected in 2020. And if they were to arrest him and prosecute him, I think it could mean the beginning of an armed uh, struggle between his followers and the police in certain areas. Most areas would just let it go at that and, and they would not try to, to do anything much in the way of executing the uh, documents in the, uh, in, in whatever kind of, uh, what shall I say, indictment there was. And I thought, God, these people are trying to start a civil war. How effing stupid can they get? A civil war is a really, really serious, horrible thing. My sister, who I hope is watching this show, and I grew up in an area where there had been fighting during the Civil War. There were still remnants of that battle in our neighborhood. And I, I thought to myself, how horrifying if these people at the New York Times would be trying to instigate a second Civil War. And that's what had gotten me going on a tangent. And then I certainly have a lot of other things to say about uh, inflation, and uh, but that is my little rant. No, I think it's I'm very, very grateful indeed to you and Ben for and uh, to uh, whatever kind people are out there in America watching us for letting me go on for so long. I think it's an exceptional rant. And Ben Boyjig, I want to unpack this a little bit, and I want to go to you because you know really the, the the nitty gritty of this stuff. First of all, uh, you. Uh, they keep on spreading this message that five police officers were killed that day. Right? You've what? heard this over and wait over. A, wait a wait a wait a wait a minute. Wait a you're now way beyond anything I've seen. No, Joe Biden has stated it. The CBS uh, CBS Evening News has said it. Five cops were killed that day, Ben. Boy, uh, well, and, five cops were killed on Capitol Hill. Or on Capitol Hill. No, so so yeah. So let me explain what a little bit of where that comes from. So. Um, so the early reports and, and, and the thing to remember about any, any incident, uh, any chaotic incident that, that occurs in the news, all the early details must be met with a certain degree of skepticism. You know, among the early reports about the January 6th event was that one officer, Capitol Hill officer in particular, a man by the name of Brian Sicknick, was beaten in the head with a fire extinguisher. That turns out to, not, to be not true. Now, Signick died. He died the next day of a stroke, but the DC medical examiner determined that that had nothing to do with anything that had happened. And that he had zero blunt force trauma. That's right. And body. I was just going to say, yeah. there was no blunt force trauma. And so, so that... And all those early reports about Sicknick and Pelosi and, and members of Congress treated Sicknick as a martyr of January 6th, but, but he was not killed by Trump supporters. Yet that, that myth persists. Other myths, myths persist. The other, the other officers that they talk about who died, uh, at least three of them, I think, killed themselves weeks later. So a lot of it is just is is media misinformation. There's been a tremendous purposeful, amount of purposeful, yeah. purposeful. Oh, absolute well misinformation and disinformation, right. much of which has been debunked at at, at uh, American Greatness by Julie Kelly. 
Right. Well, God bless her. God bless her. And and so you know, there's there's a lot of that stuff, a lot of that stuff floating around. You know, there's something Ben, I want I wanted to bring to your attention because I know none of us are actually watching the January six committee hearings because they're a farce of a sham of, you know, of, of baloney. Well, it's a persecution, not a prosecution. Yeah. Well, no, but it's not even, it, it can't even be that because it's, it's, it's a, it's a congressional hearing, but it's, but unlike any other congressional hearing that we've ever seen before, Ben Stein, I'm I mean, think, think, think of the Watergate hearings. I believe me. I remember them. Well, you, know, you remember them very, very well. And what you remember, of course, is that those were bipartisan committees with where where each side had their own counsel right this committee is presenting edited video testimony without the possibility of cross-examination or rebuttal this is this is a television production that's all it is there's it, it is it is an offense any lawyers who are involved in this thing should be ashamed of themselves because they know very, very well. And if they, if they may be trying to explain away that they're, they're essentially uh, disgracing the right of cross-examination, but there is no cross-examination in these hearings. They are presenting edited testimony from essentially friendly witnesses. And if they're not friendly witnesses, then they're edited to present a narrative that the committee wants to present. But this is not a fair hearing in any meaningful sense. It's an offense to the Constitution. Well, as I, if I may say this, your humble servant, this old man before you uh, got his start as a, a journalist uh, writing in major publications, pointing out uh, similar things that happened in the Watergate hearings when uh, uh, friends of the family, like uh, Mr. Uh, Ehrlich and Mr. Haldeman, were being uh, cross interrogated without having lawyers, without being allowed to cross-examine anyone who's accusing them. Uh, and uh, it was a farce of a judicial proceeding. And as you co correctly pointed out, this is a farce of a congressional hearing. And But but I think this is even more dangerous than Watergate. Watergate eventually wound up kicking out uh, what is, uh, in many ways, a man who was the best president of the 20th century in many ways, Kept uh, got us out of the war in Vietnam, saved Israel from uh, very, 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 very grave consequences. Uh, open and, relations ended with China. Ended segregation in the South pretty ended much. segregation. Pretty, I, that was the main task I worked on at the White House. And uh, he, uh, he was kicked out largely on the basis of a media uh, vendetta. My mother, who is also the mother, of course, of my sister, whom I hope is watching this, uh, said it was a media coup from start to finish. It was a media coup. And this was a media coup also. The, the, the people who were uh, demonstrating were uh, not violent. They were not uh, thugs and criminals. Uh, they were not doing there to do any particular damage to any kind of entity. And uh, most of all, they had no possibility whatsoever of seizing control of the government. It wasn't like the 1917 Bolshevik coup in uh, in Petrograd. It was a, a, a uh, it was a group of uh, tourists, basically in wacky clothes, wandering around the capital. The idea that this that somehow a group of wackos in funny outfits 
constitutes a coup is, is ridiculous. You don't seize power by walking down a hallway. I, 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 I love to tell I like to tell some of my my left wing friends that just because the dude in the buffalo hat sat in the chair of the president of the Senate doesn't mean he was president of the Senate. Right. <laughs> right. Well, uh, similarly, the fact that these men and women or could, I, I don't want to be uh, harsh persons of whatever gender they wish to declare themselves, wa- walked around the, these very beautiful hallways uh, in any sense that they exercised any control over the government. In the Bolshevik coup, they seized the railroad terminal, they seized the telegraph office, they seized the bank, uh, they seized all the whatever major newspapers were left. Uh, they, they seized real organs of power and they declared themselves to be the government of yeah. Russia. These people under the uh, banner of uh, well, people who love the Constitution did not try to overthrow anything, did not try to seize power. They didn't call up the army. Uh, they didn't do anything but act like uh, tourists. In fact, the only person that did call up the National Guard pretty much was Donald J. Trump, which he's being accused of not allowing. But Ben Boychuk, one of those people in the funny suits uh, is is somebody I've known since he's a baby. And uh, he's in prison for eight months right now. And he's the one that was wearing one of those weird outfits and he had the police shield and the and the and and on YouTube, they took down the interview by the New York Post, a simple interview that they had with him. And in the interview, they said, and they said, where'd you get the, the shield? He said, it was sitting around. Where'd yeah. you get the vest? It was sitting around. This kid meant no ill harm. I mean, he's a goofy kid, obviously. And, and, you know, even if he did, yeah. sir. Eight months. I'm much, sir, I'm Eight much months. older than you. I'm much, much older than you. And I'm much, I forget how old you are, Ben Boyce. I'm much older than you. But I, my wifey and I, my wife is a saint. She's watching us in another part of our house. And she and I demonstrated against the war in Vietnam over and over and over again. We demonstrated against a legal, legal, let's say, instituted by the government, but illegal under the Constitution, segregation and repression of African-American people. And nobody said we were waging an insurrection. We were lying down in front of cars, blocking traffic on K Street, on Virginia Avenue in Washington, D.C., Nobody said we were a seditionist. Nobody said there were no hearings about us. And yet, somehow, these people in Washington who did no harm at all are being treated as if they were the Bolsheviks trying to seize power in the in whatever month it was, revolution. It's, all it is really is a demonstration of how the media is so one-sided. It's, I wanted to say something because you brought this point up so brilliantly and Ben Boychuk, Ben really, like when we had gotten banned that night from the show because of our science and when I read you that email and Ben, and ben Stein had made the point of, uh, you know, Nexus Finance, Nexus This, you're the minister, minister of thought. Yeah, and it's all about thought control. It, it, it's, it's all about thought. And again, Ben Boychuk, they're prosecuting a friend of yours, a lawyer, and who's had to pay hundreds of thousands of dollars, and this being the thought police. They haven't prosecuted him yet. Well, you're, t- you're referring to John Eastman. I didn't want to say a name. Just no, no, I mean, no, I mean, he's in the news today. 
uh, we're, you know, this is we're recording this on Tuesday, the 14th of June. He's in the news again today because of some some things that were brought up in, in the farcical January 6th committee hearing. But yeah, he's he hasn't been prosecuted yet, but he's already on the hook for hundreds of thousands of dollars in legal fees. And what Eastman, for people who don't know, for people who don't know, John Eastman uh, was hired by Donald Trump after the election uh, to explore options for um, essentially the way it's it, the way it's described in the press is that he was he was asked to figure out how to overturn the election. What he was looking for was constitutional ways to um, essentially. Uh, um, delay the count or the certification of the count because we just didn't know if the count was right or not. Well, I, I think if I may put it, I forget Ben whether you're a lawyer too. Or I'm all, not. I, I'm not, but I I read things. But good, good. Most a of lot lawyers, of things. Most of us lawyers don't. But <laughs> I think what what the president, former president, was trying to do was find a way to get into court. He wasn't trying yeah. to see. It's actually brilliantly said. I, you know what? Can I say something, Ben? Before you go on, I don't think anybody has ever raised that point. I don't think I've ever heard on the news one time anybody, any pundit, ever say that. So that's an absolutely brilliant point. He was simply trying to find a way into court. You're right. Completely right. He was trying to try. Thank you very much. He was trying to find a way into court, and uh, he he did find many ways, and and. Uh, if you happen to ever read uh, the speech that President Trump gave the night before the uh, rally at the Capitol, you'd be amazed. It's, just, it's extremely boring. It's just one, it reminds me of my class in federal civil procedure at Yale, year one of Yale Law School. But detail after detail after detail of how it was that the federal federalistas managed to avoid counting votes. And uh, the, that was what uh, they wanted. The President Trump's want, uh, people wanted to get into court. They didn't want to get into court and say we're we're now here by uh, sending the National Guard of Mississippi to seize the government. They wanted to say we want a way to get into court and argue that there's been a violation of uh, of, of not even substantive procedural due process. And uh, that now they are trying to charge President Trump with a crime for that. And that's the thing that got me going like crazy this morning, Judah, was that they were saying that the government under Mr. Biden is trying to criminally prosecute a person who was trying to get into court and trying to get a fair count of the votes. It would be very, very different if they had evidence and he was passing out arms to a people in his circle and asking them to go around shooting uh, high officers of the Democrat National Committee. No, they were after him for trying to get into court. Perfectly said. Terribly serious. And I have a question for you, uh, Ben, because you're Ben Boychuk, because you're in the inside and Julie Kelly. You know, like when you see this jackass Bill Barr coming out and whatever, saying what he's saying. Can anybody show any investigations they actually did into election fraud? You know when they everybody says it didn't happen, Ben Boychuk? Were there actual investigations? Yeah, I don't think there were. 
Um, I don't think there were either. And, yeah. I, and I, I would go, let's go back farther. Let's go back to the set to the second, the fourth quarter of the uh, 19th century and say there were really, really, really serious questions about voting fraud in certain of the elections in the last 1876. Aren't you a smarty pants? Anyway, God bless you. And there were no hearings about that. And those were blatant, incredibly serious violations of constitutional due process. And, th and those were in the days when there was such a thing as, as substantive due process. So what do we see? What do we see that, that a, a political party, one of the two main political parties, who no matter how you slice it, got tens of millions of votes being denied their day in court and denied it on the basis of some kind of uh, made up um, rules of uh, civil procedure that simply don't exist. This, this is what's going on. And if I, now if we may segue, segue a little bit, uh, why is all this happening? Well, of course, the Democrats want to stay in power forever. Why? Well, because they make a lot of money when they're in power. And you can do a lot of fun with money. As well as Republicans. Yeah, you, know, you can have a lot of fun with money. I can tell you that. And uh, you can, <laughs> I don't, I've read that. Anyway, and uh, why did, what, what, what did you say? <laughs> You've you written know? some of that. Yeah, I have written some of that. Yeah. And there, there's a, uh, why do they want to stand for As I said, you can have a lot of money <clears> when you stay in power, a lot of fun with the money, and, and you can send your children to St. Albans or Sidwell Friends or Princeton or Williams. Uh, but why, what's going to keep them in office after we've seen that President Biden stopped fracking, stopped the pipeline, and caused the worst inflation since the late 1970s and early 1980s and have wrecked the lives of many, many tens of millions of Americans? Wow, how can a party possibly stay in office when they've done such evil things in terms of domestic policy? Well, maybe it's by tarring the other side with an even blacker, stickier brush. And I don't I think- totally the, have the solution. Ben, ben Boychuk, I don't think the paint is sticking. And the question yeah. everybody should really be asking is, Ben Boychuk, with with why does Trump scare them so much? The only possible thing I've told he, you that many times. No, 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 no. That I'm saying now with trying to kneecap him I've is because they know times. Ben Boychuk, he's going to win. If it, minus minus all this stuff, he, he he'll make the comeback. Ben Boychuk, he's it's it, they're doing it to Netanyahu in Israel right is now. They're trying to pass a vote where if you have a criminal procedure going on, you can't become prime minister again. And just like with Trump, they're trying to do the same exact thing. And again, this is all smoke and mirrors. And Ben's right. Oh, about they're trying this. to do the same thing in America, not just in Israel. No, I was bringing up both. They're, yeah. they're trying. They're trying. They're trying to to bring procedural criminal cases against Trump in several different places, yeah. so that they can say, "Well, my gosh, how could you ever vote for a person with criminal procedures going against him?" Because, of course, any freaking putz of a that's a Giddish word meaning penis of a uh, of a prosecutor can bring a case against yeah. former yeah. president of the United States. So uh, if they can do that, they can not. They hope knock Trump out of the field. But it's not just knocking Democrats Trump in offices office forever. But it's not Ben Bojack. It's not just knocking Trump out. They're trying to knock everybody that supports him in his orbit out. 
Sure. Everybody in that, they're basically saying, and they have said for five years, if you donate, if you associate, if you, if you on Facebook, give a thumbs up, Ben Boychuk, we're coming to get you. Yeah, no, very sure. scary, very scary. So by the way, um, I don't know if, if you've noticed Judah, but um, nobody is ever seeing me tonight. <laughs> what do you mean? But, the the the, um, the little green thing. I don't I don't think I don't think my I visit. You. I, well, I know you, you do, but I, the, I see you too. Am I getting the green visage? No, you're on. Look, you're, you look, look great, great on Rumble. I'm looking okay, at you right. right now. All right, cool. All right, it's like not that way on Zoom. So I'm, I'm glad they're wild. seeing. I'm glad they get to see my. Uh, you my, look dynamite. You actually look better on Rumble. You look better yeah. on Rumble than you do in Zoom. It. So oh, thank like, God. You look like Marlon Brando. Yeah. Thank, <laughs> thank God. So listen, uh, I, yeah, I know what I was gonna. I was gonna make. I was gonna make an obscure, um, World War One era socialist joke, which is if Eugene V. Debs could run for president from his prison cell, by God. Donald Trump can run for president from Leavenworth or wherever the hell they want to put him. I, I, I think that um, I think that a lot of this is going to blow up in their faces. I know we were pessimistic after the 2020 election. I know that we were we're pessimistic now. I, I understand why we should be pessimistic. I understand why we would worry about a, another civil war, Ben Stein, and I share those concerns because I think that a lot of very bad things are happening. I think, however, that there are a lot of um, fed up Americans who can see what is happening with this hearing at the same time that you're paying, in, well, at least I did yesterday, six forty a gallon for regular. Cheap compared to. I know, yeah. I know. You're paying seven bucks plus, right? Plus, plus, yeah, plus, plus. I'm plus. Paying, right. So out in the Inland Empire, I'm paying about six forty a gallon. I'm I'm paying more for everything. My electric bill just went up. My gas bill went up. Everything's going up, and. And supposedly there's a tampon shortage. Somebody shared that there's, with me well, today. Not only is there there's a, there's a tampon shortage, there's a baby food shortage. Yeah. There's shortages of everything here and there. And it's causing, and yet we're expected to believe that what happened on January 6, 2021 was some kind of like the worst thing to ever happen since 9-11 and the firing on Fort Sumter. Americans know better than that oh, do they i hope I'm yes you're, you, you want to know ben i hope i'm pray. Yeah, i actually I think they, they're figuring I it out i, I agree with him and i'll tell you why and i brought this up to you the other night ben about numbers 19 million people watched that the other night and i and, and you got to figure the nielsen's go by if your television is on right so it was on every major network including every major cable news network except for fox and so that's about seven different places, Ben, and only 19, Ben Stein, and only 19 million people watched on a Thursday night, the biggest night for a television audience in America. Yeah, I, 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 I'm, I hope you're right, uh, I'm a, but I am very concerned about the violations of law and of the Constitution and the mockery 
of the Constitution is, uh, to me, terrifying. Uh, I'm terrified that yes. Americans are being put in prison for going on sightseeing expeditions. Yeah, like the kid from through, my synagogue, through, through eight capital, months. Through the Capitol, going well, ter terrifying. To be yeah. in jail in solitary is terrifying. Mm. Uh, I, don't, I don't want it to happen to anyone who hasn't done anything really, really serious. And as I said, when wifey and I demonstrated against the war in Vietnam, and by the way, at the request of her father, Colonel Dale Denman Jr. of Prescott, Arkansas, uh, awardee of the Silver Star and of the Bronze Star, uh, who begged us to demonstrate against the war in Vietnam because he had fought in it and said it was a meat grinder and hopeless to win and we better get out. And, uh, but anyway, we were, none of us was ever prosecuted. Yes, in the 68 demonstrations in the Democrat convention, a number of uh, leading radicals were, were uh, tried. And of course, uh, they, they, after much uh, struggle by their, their very, very capable and flamboyant lawyers, they were all uh, let go. Chicago but Seven, why, flamboyant why, case, big, big flamboyant big, case. Big case. Chicago why, seven. Yeah. why weren't my wife and I prosecuted? I'm glad we weren't. I didn't want to be prosecuted. But why weren't we prosecuted? Because we were on the side of the beautiful people. The beautiful people won and the war in Vietnam. The losers and the nerds, uh, they, they, uh, the, they uh, were in charge. And, uh, and uh, so uh, the way it went was the beautiful people said, okay, all the beautiful people are against the war in Vietnam. They don't get prosecuted. Okay, hop over. Let's, let's now, now make a big hop. Hippity hop, hippity hop, hippity hop. We're got, we're, and you very correctly, Van Boyce, pointed out the very, very, very scary truth, scary truth about pricing of gasoline. I know, you know, everyone knows, every economist in the world knows that this was not caused by Mr. Putin. My sister corrects me, I called him Putin. She says it has to be Putin. Uh, I'm sure she's right. Um, it wasn't caused by Mr. Putin. It was caused by Mr. Biden by shutting down fracking. There was never any proof that fracking was doing anything seriously bad to the environment, especially compared with the gigantic proliferation of Chinese and Indian coal-fired power plants. And yet fracking was shut down, making us completely dependent on foreign oil, oil from the worst scumbags in the world in Iran and Russia and other places like that, this awful, disgusting swine uh, who want to hurt, hurt us very badly and make us exposed to their cruelty uh, as much as uh, humanly possible. And uh, we uh, just uh, played right in their hands. We made ourselves as vulnerable as we could possibly be. Why? Nobody effing knows. I have except, a theory. Can except I give you my attempt that the cool kids think that fracking is bad. I'm sorry, I beg your I, pardon. I, I want to give you my theory. Um, please, please and I will don't. throw this out there. Usually, as we've experienced uh, in the past, when a because most presidents are two terms, so it's easy to blame the 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 if stuff is going badly on the last president. It's a very easy thing to do. Obviously, Barack Obama did it with Bush and, and, and so on. But with Trump, these were his strongest assets. 
His strongest assets was that he made us energy independent. Our foreign policy was was through the roof. People, you know, people, everybody was increasing. Everybody was was getting ahead and everything is in reverse. So it's not like they can blame Trump and and people. I know we think people sometimes as your sister says, what is her saying? People aren't as uh, my sister is my sister is much, much smarter than I am. Said your average human being is not such a hot item. And so, Ben, ben yeah, Blitzer, yeah, that's my yeah. that's actually my theory on this. Why it really backfired, and they miscalculated, thinking that. that they could that they could cultivate Kamala Harris. Ben Blitzer, what do you mean cultivate her? Meaning they could make her likable and up from one percent. They thought they could manipulate the public. Plug it in, plug it in. Yeah, they thought they could. Un- well, they had succeeded very well. Because they took a woman. Well, they took a. Oh, I'm sorry. I meant. No, 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 no. Keep going. It's your show. Going. They, oh, they, oh. They, I thought they. I, I think the, the super manipulation was in taking a woman who was clearly an East India of East Indian extraction and making people think she's of Af- African American extraction, and that was really almost comical. But uh, so they obviously figured they could get away with anything with her. Anyway, sorry, Ben Boychuk. We just got to no, start. No. Well, A-B-B-B. no. So, um, no, I, I was just I was I was as you were talking about this, I was looking up, you know, we really did. We really did shoot ourselves multiple times in the feet and head when it came to oil exports and production, because we really, you know, what the, 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 one of the key things that Biden did on the first day he was in office was that he canceled the Keystone Pipeline. And the whole point of that was to bring in energy that was produced in shale fields in Canada. Now, the Canadians still have all that energy and they're going to sell it somewhere. And where do you suppose they're going to sell it? I'm not going to make a guess. They're going to sell it to China. And and so we had that in the palm of our hand and we pissed it away. And so much of Biden's energy policy has been to hobble American productivity and to drive up oil and gasoline prices deliberately because they really do want energy and gasoline to reach European levels in the United States. With all respect, Ben, I think it's worse than that. I don't think they like it. Pretty bad though. That's that's very bad. I agree. That's I agree. That's damn bad. But they don't like America very much. And they don't then they would like they would like to hurt America. As you would say to me, Ben, not strong enough words. Not strong enough words. They hate, they hate America because they, uh, I, I don't know why, some some deeply Freudian reason having to do with the fact that they think that oil men are cow, cowboys and Marlboro men, you're all, probably everybody watching this is too young to remember the Marlboro men, but they think that these oil men are, are guys with big male organs uh, riding around on cowboy, uh, on, hor- on horses, uh, with guns and uh, with beautiful women waiting for them, and then they got back to the ranch, ranch house. Uh, they're, they're, they're terrified. They're, I they're love the imagery. They're terrified and they're, and they're jealous. They're jealous. Damn and, it, uh, Ben Stein! I'm going to be 51 years old a month from now. I remember smoking in restaurants. 
Ah, I remember smoking on airplanes, my dear friend. I, I remember, remember smoking on airplanes too. And, I, when I and in hospitals. Yale, and when I was at Yale, yes. I smoked in class and so did the teachers. Charles Wright, very famous. No, but you bring up, you know, it's funny, the thing you're both bringing up, and I'll go to both of you on this. The, 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 the funniest thing is we're okay with saving, when, with, it, it's okay for us to not frack and drill. But Ben, it's okay for other countries yeah, to, sure. to, 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 to ruin their lands. Well, to ruin, we to just... ruin, to ruin the whole oil, whole yeah. oil atmosphere. China, is, I don't know what the most recent count is, but a few months ago was building one new coal-fired plant every two weeks. Uh, India, close behind. That, those coal-fired plants are putting out a lot of hydrocarbon emissions. Sure. Nobody's stopping them. Nobody's yelling at them because we're all afraid of them. Uh, the only people we want to hurt are ourselves. It's a very scary process where the government is at war with its own people. It's happened before. It was called the Civil War. And the Civil War was fought, though, over a very, very important and noble cause. We did not want to have human beings bought and sold as if they were cardboard boxes. They are human beings. They were human beings. They had every right that a human being has. But unfortunately, uh, the people who are running the Civil War and running the, the uh, Democrat Party, I'm sorry to say, even then, were not afraid to spill a great deal of blood for uh, various causes. And in this case, their cause was really undoubtedly the worst cause they've ever had, which is to enslave fellow human beings. Well, ben, no, ben Stein, you remember what Abraham Lincoln said, because you, you, you may have been there for the Lyceum Address. As a nation of freemen, we must live through all time or die by suicide. Oh. Brilliantly said. I that did by not ben know Boyd. that. I did not know that. I've never, I've never heard of that. I've never, never heard one word of that. Where is hey, the How great is that? You, God, that, you learn something new every day. I'm telling you. I'm, I'm, Every I'm day. Very, email it to Ben impressed. Stein later. You know where to email it to him. Email it to him or text him. You have his number. I would like to see it. God bless you. And by the way, uh, for, just for the record, if you just tuned in, you are listening to the World According to Ben Stein, managing editor from AM Greatness, Ben Big Bear Boychuk, to us, Quadruple B. And of course, Ben Stein from Newsmax, from spectator.org, from all over. Please, Ben Stein. I want to ask you both a question. And I, I'm wondering, since I name the one company that's not scared of China. Big company, massive company. Anheuser Busch. No. Hmm. Amazon. Oh. Because they're not that. allowed in. Because right? they're not allowed in China. <laughs> That's funny. Alibaba. And Alibaba, and they're the one company that has no fear, you know, of China. I just wanted to bring up a, a, just a really weird something i thought about today that they because people don't realize ben when you're dealing with china they could just cut the switch at any moment if you're netflix in china china could just say you're off okay i'm not quite sure what that has to do with the other things we're talking about but god bless you we love i just you wanted anyway. to bring up a piece of different knowledge like ben boychuk i wanted good. to sound very smart good, okay, very okay now, that's very good you always know because you're talking about the economy and stuff but, and, and 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 being terrified of stuff of of china and everybody being scared of China. And I was simply saying the one people that aren't are Amazon. Right, well, they're a remarkable company in many ways. Um, let, let's go on, let's go on if we, if we get into another thing. 
why is the stock market going down so fast? I had a very, very dear friend uh, who uh, wrote to me uh, today, why is the stock market going down so fast? And I wrote back to her, well, typically when interest rates go up, the stock market goes down because people want a uh, good stream of income. And if they're not getting it from bonds because the power of bonds, uh, buying power of bonds, uh, uh, dividends and coupons is greatly diminished by uh, inflation, they will switch to, to, to uh, something else. So, so when, bond, when, bond, so when bond interest rates go up, people say, hmm, well, what can we do? 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 Well, we better sell our stocks and become liquid so that uh, whatever the next direction the economy is, we, are, we will be prepared to jump in. I, I don't know. There may, it may be even more complicated, way, way, way more complicated than that. But the economy is phenomenally strong. I give credit to Ms. Yellen, obviously a very capable woman. Give credit to Mr. Powell, obviously a very capable man. Uh, the economy is strong. I give credit to Mr. Biden for that. But why is the market collapsing like this? I think there, there has to be, it has, to, it has something to do with the uh, bonds, the bond yields, but it also has something to do with, I think, a general lack of confidence in the future of America, period, by investors and other people in positions of high authority, because they just don't see the Biden administration as able to lead America into the next six or five and a half years six and a half years uh capably i would say two and a half months ben boychuk he's got a 74 percent of americans think we're on the wrong track and getting back to a little bit of full, full circle which is something i constantly bring up on the show and ben talks about trends you in 15 months you don't I, i'll keep on saying this to the people that don't believe in election fraud you don't pretty much lose half your constituents in 15 months Ben, ben Boychuk, 74% of this country thinks we're on the wrong track, and he's got an approval rating of 34%, Ben Boychuk. Well, it's possible, you know, that, look, I, I don't rule out the idea. I know there was a lot of fishy nonsense in that 2020 election. I also don't rule out the possibility that a lot of people were persuaded by a dishonest press that a vote for Biden was a vote for something akin to sanity. Ben, he never had more than 1%. He was 1% Joe. He didn't I go to know. 84 million vote Joe. Well, yeah, that's a bit of a stretch. Remember, he was 1% Joe. I can believe, though, that people just were like tired of, they were tired of the Trump drama and all of the rest of it, and they thought to themselves, maybe, just maybe. And of course they were wrong. And of but course maybe, and, there was, right, right, oh right. yeah, there was shenanigans all over the place. We, and, and, and the idea that this was thoroughly vetted and investigated and adjudicated is errant nonsense. Yeah. But yeah, I can still believe that a lot of people thought, maybe, just maybe, if I vote for this guy, I get some some sanity in my life, and they or, were wrong. They were totally wrong. And, and, I, and I think some of it had to do with a lot of it had to do with race. And people were convinced that the media was endlessly saying that Trump was a racist. Yet he had and the highest that, black vote. Yet uh, his uh, yes, but the media was endlessly saying he was a racist, and 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 a lot of people believed that a vote for Mr. Biden 
would be a vote for uh, racial equality. Uh, and obviously, uh, I, don't, I don't even know. That's so ridiculous that one hardly knows where to start to unpack that. But the media was on a warpath, had been on the warpath since the first instant that Trump was nominated uh, and went down those escalators at the, at the Trump Tower. They were on the warpath against him, and it paid off eventually. But, but look, look where we are now. Here we have the wonderful, incredibly brave Ukrainians fighting, fighting, fighting bravely, incredibly bravely against the Russian colossus. And they're, they're, they're being pushed back, but they've done unbelievably, unbelievably well. And I want to give credit to Mr. Biden. He has not let them just drown in their own blood. He has given them help, and I think he's going to give them more help. So he, he, he is capable of doing something right. But why can't he just do something really ballsy and say, I made a serious mistake about fracking. I was misled. Uh, even presidents have uh, people who mislead them. In fact, that's not at all uncommon. And uh, now I made a mistake and I'm going to uh, uh, retract that ban on fracking and you guys can start fracking again. I suspect, I don't know, predicting the stock market is impossible, but uh, that there would be, a, would be a gigantic rally on the stock market. There would be a gigantic rally in bonds and the economy would pull itself together and the inflation would start dripping away. This inflation, let's not kid ourselves. Inflation is very serious stuff. I can vividly recall being present at a conversation with Mr. Nixon uh, during the wild inflation we were having uh, I think it must have been, uh, we, thought it was, we thought it was wild at the time, turns out not to have been so wild, uh, around sometime in 72. And I, I think uh, before, before the election, he said to someone, and it might have been my father, but it might have been someone else, we've got to get gasoline below 50 cents a gallon or we won't pee one drop. Well, uh, somehow now gasoline is uh, in my neighborhood, in Beverly Hills and in Malibu, it's around roughly $8 a gallon. And uh, the media is acting like there's no problem at all. We're doing fine. They'll stop bothering Mr. Biden. He's trying to do his best. And that probably is true. He's trying to do his best for a person who knows nothing. And, and ben, he's, really ben like he's not trying to do his best. He's trying to do but his he worst. Doesn't, he doesn't he, know what, what good he is. He doesn't know. If he, he knows, if he doesn't know, whatever it is, ben, boy, BBBB. This guy is whoever, you know, I think there's four different factions. There's the Obamas, there's the Soros, is there? They want to make people suffer. They just don't get this idea that they're. Ben Stein's 100% correct, Ben Boychuk. If they yeah, would yeah. simply just do this, but they're not. I know, but, but, but it is possible. No, it's not. It's, it, it's in, Mr. Nixon it's, was. He's not Nixon. He's, he's not Nixon. But he, but. But presidents can change their mind. Mr. Nixon. He doesn't have there. a mind to change. Well, yes. You stopped me there. Thank I think you. Look, I think that presidents, we know that presidents don't run the economy, but they can make decisions and they can influence policies that can help or hurt the economy. And the fact is, Joe Biden gave a big speech to the AFL-CIO today, Tuesday, in which he said, I don't want to hear any more of these lies about reckless spending from his administration, which has pumped trillions and trillions of dollars, inflationary dollars into the economy. I think 
that we are in for big, big trouble. And my only solution, Ben Stein, is to is to put my button on. <laughs> I just I just wear my button. I can act well, so yeah. well, let me just say this to you. Let me say this. As I now my sister, I hope she's watching this because she would remember that I used to do an imitation of Joe McCarthy. So let me say this. Let me say this. Anyway, uh, yeah, win stands for whip inflation now. Uh, and it was a button handed out by President Ford, uh, I think, in 73. Uh, 74, 75, I think. 74, 75. Uh, and I remember being at the uh, meeting at the East Room of the White House where that uh, incredible idea was uh, brought out. And uh, I, I remember at the time thinking, I go vault. This is really <laughs> pathetic. And uh, the, uh, but he was a great guy. Mr. Mr. Ford was a great, great, great guy. Uh, look, Mr. Biden is a pathetic fool. But even pathetic fools can occasionally do something right. And uh, Mrs. Harris is, uh, I don't even know what's going on with her. Mrs. Uh, Mrs. Uh, Pompey, what's her name? Pelosi, terrifying, absolutely terrifying. Who comes after her? I forget. Uh, oh, God, who is it? Some horrible person in the Senate. Senate pro tem, whoever yeah, that is right who, now. Whoever that is, that's another terrifying thought. We have a lot of people. You have Dick to Durbin, go away on I vacation. Dick Durbin. Oh God. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> anyway, we, I, I, I'm going to, I'm going to give you a solution, if I may, respectfully. No, so, it's Pat I, Leahy. Okay, Pat. Oh, Leahy. is it Leahy? Oh, geez. He's actually a nice guy. I've met him in a month, many times. He's a really ben, nice they're guy. all nice to you. Remember that. Okay. Oh, he's a really nice guy. Anyway, I went, I went to, uh, I, I, it's now here in California, a few minutes before eight, and our show is just about to end. When our show ends. I'm going to lie down on a bed about 30 feet away from here in my office, and I'm going to take a nap. And then I'm going to get up, and I'm going to make my wife the absolutely best schooner bay salmon fillet there is on this earth. And she's my wife, and she's a goddess, and she's a living, breathing saint. And I will make her that, and she will be happy. And then she and I will watch reruns of Perry Mason, and I will hold her hand until we both fall asleep. And then we'll say prayers for the souls of our parents, whom we love very much. And Father's Day is coming up. I had the absolutely best father in the world. And Alex, my saint wife, had an incredibly fabulous saint father. And I'm sure Judah had a saint father. And I'm sure Ben Boyzik, April, I know he's very young. I mean, his father may be living just as Ben's a Judah's is. We'll all pray for our fathers and thank God for our fathers. We will eat good, wonderful, wholesome food. Uh, we will watch Perry Mason, which was the best TV show in the whole 50s and in early 60s. And uh, we will turn this, all these problems of America over to God. And uh, we will then uh, to tomorrow get up and write, write some more of our uh, drivel and uh, try to make some progress here. That's, that's, that is That's perfect. a great way of saying it. <laughs> Uh, ben Boychuk, uh I know I, you guys have been really done yeoman's work uh, covering the, the cap January 6th and all that stuff. Julie Kelly has done amazing work. It's a lot. Um, it's a lot of information. It's really there's a tremendous amount of information out there. It's difficult to parse. If, if you're going to read one thing, 
Julie Kelly just published a piece for us called January 6th for non-dummies. You can find it on American Greatness. You can Google it if necessary. It's kind of a nice primer, cheat sheet, sheet, whatever you want to call it, for for what sort of the, the, the media myths and lies that have been peddled about January 6th. If you're going to read one thing about January 6th this week, maybe read that. As well, you should. It's a a great suggestion. And I think that's actually a brilliant idea. It's a a great for for people just to have a cheat sheet for to to counteract all the vile hate. And I just wanted to to say one more thing before I forget. I'm I'm still amazed, Ben Stein and Ben Boychick, that Adam Schiff could come on television and say, we have undeniable evidence that Trump committed. I heard this five years ago. Like literally, if I were Trump and I were the Republicans and this is the problem with Republicans, they should just play him on loop by any TV spot you can in America and have Adam Schiff on loop saying the same thing. And all the Democrats saying we have undeniable all the proof in the world that Trump is guilty of collusion, all this stuff. And this is what drives me crazy, as we all know about the Republicans. But still, everybody's going to go to bed tonight. And everybody's going to have something hopefully good to eat. My dog's going to eat a very nice meal. And uh, yeah, there you are. I want to thank all the Rumblers, the Ranthers. I want to thank everybody that's going to be downloading the show and listens to the show. We have a great guest coming up on Thursday night. Uh, and of course, Ben Bojic. You can find him at AM Greatness. Just go to yeah, amgreatness.com. That's where you need to go. And of course, you can find Ben Spine, Ben Stein, benstein.substack.com. Uh, of course, Newsmax and Spectator.org. Please take us out, Ben Stein. I walk in the garden alone While the dew is still on the heather And the joy I feel Wandering in those fields No Scholar can ever measure, and he walks with me, and he talks with me, and he tells me I am his own, and the joy we share as we tarry there, none ever has ever known. And that song I learned from my wife's big mama. And we learned a lot from her big mama and her big daddy. And God bless you all. And especially thank you, Judah. God bless you. And let us all thank God for our fathers. And God bless. Yeah. God bless every, our fathers, America, Ukraine, and Ben Boychik. You got to come on more. Uh, so I'll do what I can. You do what you can. And Ben Boychik is a great son to his mother. He's a brilliant son and he's a brilliant okay. father. Thank you all. Have a great night. We will see you Thursday night. Cheers, everybody. God bless you all, and God bless America.